0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by 2 fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com
1: Hey now, everybody. Welcome to episode 360 of the Movie Mavericks podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. over with Jason Rugard. He's got a
0: rundown for us. On uh, tonight's show, we'll be discussing eight new films that we've seen during this quarantine lockdown. And uh, we're going to talk about movies tonight, which is a nice change from the madness that is going on. So let's talk about movies right off the bat. That's all we are. We have, there's no trailers, first of all. I'm really missing trailers. Oh, yeah, have no, you noticed huh? that? I thought it was over trailers and and how they cut them and how deceptive they were. But I kind of miss seeing movie trailers on TV, um, anywhere, you know, the posters. I'm really missing the summer movie going season. And as we record this, we're only in the first week of June. So
1: I know it is. It is absent. There's no no summer. Summer's canceled. Summer as far is, as movies go so I don't know it's weird yeah
0: and it's I, I didn't realize how much I oh the tin coming out next month I'm happy I get ready it. for that uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know where I was very curious though to find out that I associated summer with blockbuster films as much as I did you know as part as uh, no, of course you did like, how else did you not yeah
1: that's when they come out that's yeah
0: all the good shit right I mean
1: we're well into it at this point uh, we should have seen a bunch
0: yeah, really. There's, there was, should have been at least, I, I believe, like four or five tent poles that uh, would have been premiered already. Amongst that, Black Widow and Fast Nine already. And I was telling you off air, it is amusing, though, to see that the marketing machine was still out. Uh, in the case of there's tie ins, like a, a candy has a Wonder Woman tie-in going on right now mm-hmm. you see John Cena on the cover a lot of uh, muscle and fitness magazines because of his involvement with uh, Fast and Furious which is supposed to be out so these these marketing machines of, of was pushing already not weary of or not knowing what was going on so interesting I thought and maybe mm-hmm. want to see maybe want to see Fast 9 and Wonder Woman to be know, honest right? with you it fucking worked <laughs> they got in my head I've been watching a lot of Netflix movies, as has the world. And their latest release, or their latest uh, big release, I should say, is The Wrong Missy, the David Spade star from the Happy Madison guys. Uh, You recommended this to me. This really wasn't on my radar, even though I liked Father of the Year, which nobody watched. Mm -hmm. The last David Spade one, I thought that was laugh-out-loud funny. And while I didn't find The Wrong Missy as funny as that, I did really enjoy... The Wrong Missy. This is a good time, uh, right along the lines of something you would have seen in theaters maybe 15 years ago, kind of like the second tier Rob Schneider, uh, like Bench Warmer, yeah, that kind of, of level. The animal, that level, I thought on this second tier, but very amusing.
1: Yeah, easily. I, I mean, this is just a fun, easy watch. Um, it's a normal, um, David Spade type movie, like you said, Bench Warmers, you know, Joe Dirt. Um, yeah i i i I enjoyed it as well i I have to admit it um it was uh funny you know and i liked uh like lauren lapkus in it i thought she was pretty funny um and of course the whole uh sandler group here the bit players really the second tier sandler group right Mm -hmm. but uh all great as well, you know? And, and it's always fun to see a uh, Rob Schneider pop up uh, in one of these. It just reminds you of, of better times, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, of the 51st dates and things like that and Big Daddy mm-hmm. when he would make these appearances. Uh, I, I I wasn't aware of this actress, uh, Lauren Lampkiss, and I thought that she was really good in this. And she straddled an interesting line because I thought that this movie, when it first started, I thought, oh, we're going to be in for a long haul here. But she plays it in such a way that as obnoxious as she is you're almost intrigued at what she and what the writers have concocted for her next and they don't skimp out she really is an obnoxious pain in the ass and I I guess one of the things walking away from this movie that kind of is interesting is that he is not better off for being with her in the end I think it's a terrible life choice this man is making. Oh, well, he's a horrible person, though.
1: He, he doesn't even—he doesn't even change. I was going to really. say who he's, doesn't go through any horrible. change. He, he's just not a very nice person. Um, but that being said, it, it's still not—it has no effect ultimately on the movie. You know, it's—it's it, it's boy is totally doesn't want a girl, then falls in love with her, and then loses her, and then gets her back. Um, I would rather have we had not done the the loses girl gets her back portion at the end i think that kind of lessened it and ruined the whole thing he could have just fallen in love with her it could have just been as simple as that
0: they needed to have the other girl come back, and needed to have that realization there, which is always the. I don't it,
1: think you needed it.
0: It reminded me of that dead spot in the Heartbreak Kid, where he does the exact same thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. the, it's a but he realized
1: there. it before. He already realized it. I, so now we're just uh, all we're doing is just lip service to the the standard, you know, formula of boy loses girl, boy gets girl back. That's useless. He, he fell in love with her. Uh, that was it. That was the end of the movie. The movie <laughs> also the
0: has a strange fascination or a fetish with people falling and like massively injuring their limbs. Yeah. Uh, Spade does it at the beginning. She does it midway does through. It. I think there's a third time it happens as well. It's, it's, it was a strange, I think I know, like a motif almost running through this movie. Yeah. Um, but an easy watch. And uh, there, there there's a certain type of audience that is... Very much neglected. And I, well, I think that this plays strongly to that.
1: Oh, of course. I love these uh, Hawaiian uh, vacation retreat oh. Uh, it's movies. Oh, my God. These they, things they're are just so much fun and so friends. easy to watch, yeah, I mean, uh, the, as I say. Just, yeah. Yeah. And it, warm is the best way I can describe this movie. It just makes you feel warm. Yeah,
0: it's a travel lodge as, as, as well. A travel log. Thank you. Right. Travel lodge would be a place I'm staying. And uh, I, I do want to say that I think that David Spade here uh, looks very odd and i think that they i don't know if it's the he's haircut he's so old is first of
1: all is? he's he's so old at this point like i don't know what what we're doing at and nick swardson looks too old they're all just so old like what how is he doing this is clearly i don't know how old she's necessarily supposed to be but she looks like she's in her 30s he's in like his 60s, 50s? I mean, yeah, 60s. Really, it, it does look like it sometimes. But I, I would guess his character supposed to be in his 50s, but that's a bit much. I don't know. We're we're pushing at that point. Like, um, yeah, he's playing too young. He's he's way too old to. to be doing this
0: however the movie does address that very thing and his looks when she says to him that he looks like a like a lesbian woman and then at at one point she says how old do you think i am and she says i don't know 16 i started laughing because that's the appropriate she goes i don't mind you know um that's an appropriate uh, response and it was the cute you know quote unquote the cute scene in in most romantic comedies i thought it was handled here pretty interestingly with the you know, getting his ass kicked and the whole thing. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of a clever way to work itself, like the way into this movie. and that that first sequence, the movie had me by then. By the time that Spade is caught sneaking out of the bathroom window and then falls, I was mm-hmm. just I was in for it. Uh, what I thought was ridiculous was that Molly Sims, who was making out with David Spade in a janitor's closet. First of all, you, <laughs> when since nine eleven has there been a janitor's closet in the airport you could duck into for a quickie? I mean, get the fuck out of here. People are. It, airports are buttoned up right now. So I don't know. I couldn't tell what was more uh, farcical that or the fact that he was making out with Molly Sims. Uh, let's move on to talk about Underwater. Kristen Stewart stars, uh, also stars TJ Miller. This is the film that came out in January before the lockdown. And it really went unseen by a lot of people. to hark it throws back to Leviathan, Deep Star Six, any lesser alien ripoff type movie. This mm-hmm. could be on in space. It just happens to be underwater. And I told you off air that I, this reminded me of something even terrible, like even lesser, like a red planet, the Val Kilmer yeah. Star. Um, and there was like competing Mars movies at one point in that era. And this is, well, isn't not th- the, th- Go
1: ahead I, I'm sorry, but isn't the ultimate thing about this is that the trailer sells us as the abyss. What you find this out, this is, is a cheap Godzilla knockoff. I mean, isn't that the real issue at hand here?
0: Well, uh, let's not, I thought the real issue at hand is that <laughs> it's, it got this B movie exuberance for about 10 uh-huh. minutes. And then TJ Miller comes in and steals the fucking movie. And Kristen Stewart looks like she'd rather be anywhere but in this movie. Yeah. I, I think she's about as wooden and walking through the paces. And there are a couple moments where you're that's like... That's a good is... way to
1: describe the entire movie. She embodies the entire film.
0: Yeah, it's it's just it, perfunctory. It, it seems like the only one that's got any sort of energy yeah. or doing anything interesting in this movie is T.J. Miller and Vincent Cassell time to time i think that the opening narration on this is terrible i think that the use of slow motion is bizarre like zack snyder uses slow motion very well it's almost like the director here picked the wrong time to use slow motion it was this weird thing in the beginning do you recall that (laughs) i thought and then when they the The whole whole movie plays like that though they say that movies are
1: saved in the edit and this movie is ruined in the edit um, I mean, I, I strongly believe that the script, the, the screenplay, is, has already destroyed the movie. But this is one of the rare movies that I watch, and I think this needs twenty more minutes to make sense and to feel like it, it's actually playing at a normal pace. This thing is cut to shit.
0: It has no fat on it. It moves like a bat out of hell, and I kind of appreciated that. No fat.
1: That. There, I mean. Oh man, I don't know. I mean we we're cutting into bone at this point. With no is, nuance uh, either. I mean this this is is there's, ridiculous. No oh, there's no character, there's no maximum. Yeah, I know. There's no time to do anything with it. And then but that's the but they try to put that stuff in there regardless, right? With the captain being like her father figure and her being like his daughter that he's lost and trying to play that whole thing up. Like why is that why even put that in here? I was confused when that
0: was in there. I, I yeah, thought, why'd you guys stop cutting at that point? I thought they had some sort of something going on like like romantically. I didn't I thought this it was bizarre. Uh, and then the creature is almost an afterthought in a lot of ways. It doesn't show up until well, exactly. about the second act, and isn't then in
1: that point too, and it shows up, and you're like, "Oh shit, there it is!" And they look at it for two seconds, and then they just leave.
0: Right, it's over, that's it, done. It's but then more, it's like a
1: giant creature,s and then they're actually... I,
0: yeah, it's mind boggling how bad this is. Well, can I tell you why I I agree that it needed some room to breathe? I'm glad it wasn't longer because I didn't want to sit through this movie any more than it was, but it didn't it didn't bother me. I didn't hate it because it it was doing something in the fact it had some stylistic moments to it and i guess it had kind of a b-movie exuberance to it but tj miller was the reason why i was sticking around to the end credits and i did get irritated by the fact that this movie was constantly rounding up characters now we lost somebody else now we have to round them back up they were more interested (laughs) in rounding people back up than the the fucking problem at hand i i mean i don't know i just thought yeah i know I thought ultimately this could have fit into the Cloverfield series. It is a little something like that. I
1: don't know, but this is a little f- too frenzied for me. Um, I would like to have seen something a little more methodical and thought out. And uh, and I don't – just shot better too. Like you really expected this to look good and it just – it really doesn't. It really looks super cheap. Cheap. Yeah, cheap. The it, whole thing, the sets, all of it. It's it, too dark at and points. Yeah, like they don't get the right angles on stuff. And you're like, God, come on!
0: I agree. It's it's a it's a disaster. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna be the worst movie of the year, but um, it's definitely not a good movie at all. And I just I can't get over how uninterested Kristen Stewart was in this. She wasn't attempting to try to sell this, and um, I don't know. I just I thought she was all wrong for this from the jump. Right, let's move on and talk about The Lodge. The latest from the directors of Goodnight Mommy. If you haven't seen that, it's a foreign horror film. It's kind of a more of a psychological thriller than a horror film. Um, and this is along I'm not the lines here. Yeah, this is very along the lines of the themes they were dealing with in that Goodnight Mommy. This is now their follow-up. Um, the biggest star in the movie is Alicia Silverstone, I think Riley. Koah is the yeah. she's
1: the biggest she's the biggest star. You think I think she's in the uh, she's mean, in did it you it say like, name wise? Yeah, no, I mean, no, 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 I know, but I'm just saying, yeah,
0: like she's hardly in it. She carries the movie for 90 like, seconds. If you
1: blink, you'll miss that she's in it.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was trying. I was looking at it. and I just kept thinking, like, man, this is interesting. Maybe they're trying to say something about like a former teen idol, and uh, no, it had nothing to do with that. But I did think that this movie was uh, very. Uh, frustrating as a viewer to sit through uh, not in a good way uh, but I mm-hmm. did enjoy aspects of it. I think that the filmmaking technique on display here is sharp I think that there is a lot of things going on in frames, I think that there is a great use of filmmaking technique and so I'm curious to see what their next film is because I really like Goodnight Mommy, The Lodge is coming in a notch below that for me, I think that there's a lot of I, I don't know. There's a lot of things going on in here that are unnecessary and that are red herrings. And I think that upon a second view, I'd like to watch this again. Really? I, I am curious to see this again and see if everything adds up uh, one way or another. So i talked to two different people and you have a take on it. And I, another guy I talked to had a totally different take on it. And so I don't know
1: how you would have a different take. Uh, I'm curious. I'm, I would uh, love to hear it. Cause I don't understand how you could possibly have a different take.
0: Uh, and it, well, this isn't be a spoiler-heavy uh, conversation here, so skip ahead to if
1: you want it to be. It doesn't, I, I, I don't we, don't, we don't necessarily I, have I'm to be. But... a huge. Well, we can do it still because it is actually really important. But I, I'm. I just start off by saying I'm not a huge fan of this movie. I I think in in horror right now in general, uh, I think people are trying to be too artsy with things that just aren't artsy at all, and I, I don't know. It comes off as boring to me. Like this movie's super simple, and it doesn't try to be anything that it's not. So I don't get why uh, why it needs to be so artistic. You Did know, you think like that it's somehow that's an important integral integral part of the, that you take it seriously. I don't know why.
0: Did you find that the that the atmosphere and mood was effective? Like, were you captivated by? I thought that this was as Not really. I, th- I thought that this was as claustrophobic. I mean, nothing
1: was happening. That's the thing. Nothing was happening. It wasn't scary. Nothing was happening. And, and once it gave away exactly what was going on, it, it's like, okay, well, I get that. That's a, a good point. You know, good job. on the Thematically, you've you've done a little bit of something there, but overall, no, this is just, it's a bit boring. You know, nothing's going on.
0: So you're not people recommending
1: it. In, people are sitting in a cabin in the woods, in the snow, and this lady is, is being driven insane and she's kind of walking around and having these episodes. I wouldn't recommend it. I, well, for me, I just found it to be boring.
0: Uh, I... I want to lead this right into the next review, because I would recommend this movie over the next movie we're going to talk about. And that's Hereditary, which was billed to me <laughs> as one of the scariest movies ever made. You have to see it. It's so was fucked that, Was up. that me that did that to you? Uh, no, w- yes. <laughs> A little bit, actually. But
1: I was just passing that on. I want to be fair.
0: Amongst others. I mean, <laughs> people that actually did see it. <laughs> right, and right. so. We both caught up to this uh, separately and really come to find out that we have the same reaction to it, which is I think that this is the movie that is trying to show you how smart it is, how clever it is, how vague yes, it is. this is, is a and common that's problem. On we got another
1: movie on this list here. And, then, you know, I think I think I mean, if you want to go back to Mandy, I think that was uh, was another one. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of these. I mean, I agree with you. And Hereditary, I have not seen Goodnight Mommy yet. But from what you're saying about that and, and The Lodge, if you look at uh, Ari Aster's other film, uh, uh, that's very much like Hereditary. Um, what is it? It's Midsummer. Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same movie.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, it's
1: literally yeah. the same movie. Like, it, like it has the same, the same plot type points and things. And uh, uh, to it. it, it feels like you're just watching a, 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 the guy just adapted like a, a single formula to two different things. I don't know. It's it's not. It's too much, people. It's too much. I think and this that. Movie, but did you get? Because um, this movie's different than the Lodge. Because this is the exact opposite of the Lodge. But it still tells you exactly what it is. But it's the opposite. Because it's the weird shit that's actually real in this, not the not that it's real, but weird shit is happening uh, because it's in someone's head. And hereditary, like it, it's it's presented to you as if it's in someone's head, but then it's not. It's I real. thought
0: that this movie <laughs> like, what? Was, was it had a few effective scenes. That's the giveaway at the end. I didn't find it. At, I didn't. It got so far off track. And I got so uninterested in these people and the first half is a drama, right? I'm so lost at the first half. It's a drama. Like this is
1: not a horror movie. This is a family drama. This is just terrible. What's happening to these people. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not in horror here in anything whatsoever. And the latter, the latter half of it, when she's supposedly going insane, it's just, I don't know. And by the end of that, it makes no sense.
0: It's fucking Man, laughable. I, can't be the only I one. Literally like, It doesn't make any sense at the end of it. when this movie ended. I fucking scoffed. I thought, okay, so you're all going to live in this yeah. treehouse? This is your hideout now? And, or this house and no one's gonna come and try to yeah, evict and you or anything and you're no,
1: the you're, god you're like yeah. this, this evil god thing that came back and that's gonna be the end of the movie like it's all real and that's what happened like,
0: I was what? so okay. irritated watching this movie and so uninvolved that I'm thinking that the kid who's playing the main character in Hereditary plays the the kind of wimpy kid in Jumanji and I'm thinking oh he must have told his agent get me the farthest fucking thing from Jumanji you got <laughs> you know let's counterbalance your <laughs> career here so in, in, in terms of Comparing The Lodge and Hereditary, I think The Lodge is at least more intriguing and holds you for longer while fucking with you. While Hereditary is is so strangely constructed that I wasn't sure what I was supposed to be engaged, who the <laughs> main character was, yeah. what I was supposed to be engaging with, what these things were told to me. And it, it reminded me a lot of Donnie Darko and the fact that, oh, you just don't get it. It is a lot You like just that, don't yeah. get it. Blah 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 blah. And look at how, look at us. We're so um esoteric because we I mean, love film. I don't know what there is to get about this. This is how
1: I felt about Mandy too. The problem with these is that they are they are not hidden. There's no crazy meanings in here. It's all right in front of your face. It's all spoon fed to you, and people are loving it as if they've discovered something. It's like guys it's in the movie, it's right there, it just happened in front of you. It's just shit that happened. There's nothing into you, you're not even reading into it. I didn't just told you.
0: Any scares in this movie? Everyone was telling me it's ah, scariest the scariest things. Right? I, they I, I, I have some fucked up imagery, but I didn't find anything like suspense wise or mm-hmm. dread or any of that kind of. And I'm not against any of these psychological type thriller. I well, think you Get see... Out is one of the best examples of these, which is you know very mainstream. Sure. Uh, and there's a, a whole subgenre of this kind of shit that, and mm-hmm. some of them are extremely effective. Uh, but I hated. Some of them,
1: but I think in general, right now we're doing we're doing I don't this want to too watch much. Midsummer this is becoming right because of hereditary. No, you should watch it. Uh, you should watch it. it. is It is a much better version of Hereditary. And,
0: and the Lodge. <laughs> you 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 recommend Midsummer over Hereditary in the Lodge? I would. Yes, I
1: thought I thought Midsummer was more interesting, just as a movie as well. It Was just okay. a more interesting premise.
0: Well, also um, there these was more movies, going on and
1: more to do. But again. And, you know, I, I do not find these things to be that frightening. I really don't know why people are so, I, I mean, the Midsummer's a bit more frightening because there are moments where something kind of grotesque happens and you're like, oh, this is a little wrong. But then you, you do get into that, like, well, what does this mean for these other people? Like, are, are these other guys, guys fucked now? I don't know. There are moments like that,
0: but it's not scary. These are also horror movies that are drawn out. And in lackadaisically plotted and paced, I feel like yes. there's a lot of meandering going on. Because they're artsy, here. they're artsy, man. Yeah, you gotta feel the moment. It's exactly the opposite of underwater, <laughs> which was, you know, cut down know. to nil. And <laughs> which these was, things are just don't
1: pay attention to the moment. Please, just don't feel the moment. <laughs> yeah. Just just Just, just go with it.
0: Just let TJ Miller <laughs> yeah. amuse you. And then there's this a then is... look at that over there. Okay, yeah, back listen, This is
1: happening, but it's gonna be short. It's gonna be rough, but it is gonna be <laughs> short. So. Yeah, you, you, you'll be able, you'll get through it, okay, but just.
0: <laughs> you paid for it, we got you, we'll get you out of here soon. Uh, it sounds familiar. Now let's talk about the third movie. This is kind of a strange trilogy we've concocted on our show tonight with The Lodge, Hereditary, and now Richard Stanley, who infamously was kicked off of The Island of Dr. Moreau, comes back with a Nicolas Cage star <laughs> starring vehicle based on an H.P. Lovecraft novel, or novella right well that should give Uh, you an idea of how weird it is out of space and this continues one of uh Nicolas cage reaching out to directors that are cult figures if you will in in film and stanley i color out of space is pretty useless altogether right it's it's i would say this is an unnecessary film that there was nothing to be gained from watching this movie I didn't understand thematically what it was to trying look to look at at yes. times. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'll give it. That's imagery. what I'll give it. Yes. Um, but yeah, thematically, um, physically,
1: uh, just like what is going on at this moment? And what does that have to do with the next scene? And how is this playing out? And what the fuck am I watching? And why do I care? Who is? What's going on here? What is this character thinking? Like, how, how, What are their motivations on this? How is this supposed yeah. to work? Yeah, it answers none of those questions. And, and it makes no sense. It's a
0: mess of a movie. I couldn't stop thinking that was this richard stanley just making a bad film was he out of touch was this bad writing did this get lost in the editing there are moments in this when characters almost wand- wander like i wonder they kind of ponder aloud and I, it's like, is this in the script? Is this supposed to be... I had to rewind it and look at the goddamn well, this movie, post-captioning. At it, some
1: point, this movie just becomes about the daughter trying to leave, right?
0: This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean,
1: over and over and over again, she's like, oh, we're about to leave. we got to leave. we got to leave. got to leave. You're like, fucking leave
0: already. And she's uninteresting God, as a Jesus. character. So you don't give a shit if she's there or not. But there are some moments in here where there is something going on, especially with the, the, the beautiful lighting and, mm-hmm. and all this kind of... Uh, weird Mother Earth bullshit going with the well, the water. It's like
1: yeah, the animals and stuff. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weirdness that you're like, ooh, what's that? What's going on here? Um, but then when you find out it's not important, it has nothing to do with anything. It's,
0: it's, it's always a letdown with this movie. Do you know what this movie really reminded me of when I'm watching it was The Happening where the premise of it... Kind of. This is it, more it, interesting it, than it, that. <laughs> I agree. That's how bad the happening is. Um, that, But it reminded me of that, where he kept alluding to things that it might be, and it's like, nope, not that, but that'd be cool, huh? No, but it's this. And then you find <laughs> out what's going on, or you, you seem to find out what's going on. That's the other thing with this movie. And I know H.P. Lovecraft is to blame for some of these, mm-hmm. these structural problems, if you will, but I don't think that this was a fully baked screenplay. I think that they had an idea... They had maybe some storyboards or a, a sizzle reel, and they got Nicolas Cage, and they went out and did this. and I think Mandy is most directly responsible for this movie being made. Because Mandy, oh, yeah. I think Mandy is better than Color Out of Space uh, as a as a movie that's put together. I mean, least. without a
1: doubt, it's more of a movie.
0: M- Mandy had a grindhouse vibe to it. This is more, mm. um, I don't know, psychedelic, if you will. I guess, even though Mandy was pretty fucking psychedelic too. I mean, yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know. I. I enjoyed I Mandy know. more at than coming to space. Um, <laughs> at least Mandy was coherent. You know, it had even though was, even though it was masquerading up. as non-coherent, it, it wasn't. It was right in your face, easy to read. Yeah, but it was an actual. there's a through thought. Right, you, you could you could go from one to the next to the next, and you could understand it. Things bridge together. This movie just doesn't do that. And It was long. I felt like this thing was way oh, dude, dragged out so as well. Long. Yeah. it's just under two hours and it feels I thought it was over two, two hours yeah, yeah. yeah I was
0: really, you feel it really looking forward to seeing this because I thought the trailer of this looked interesting uh, I thought that Richard Stanley coming back if yeah Richard I love Stanley, the idea uh, regardless of this movie not being uh not you know not working he's got a podcast out there he's a guest on many podcasts and he is a, a rake and tour you just I love listening to the man talk he has stories, and uh, years ago, he was calling out Weinstein for his behavior. There's podcasts out there like that you can hear, um, talking about his, his, his... He has story after story about Hollywood, and an interesting character, to say the least. I wish the movie was as interesting as the man that made the movie, but unfortunately, it's not. All right, tell me about yeah. Good Day well, in the Neighborhood. I didn't get a chance to see this Tom Hanks star. I think he was nominated. For, he was nominated for the Best Actor Oscar this Last year, for but then a lot of people hated was this he? movie, they said, Yeah, really, uh, yeah, or I'm sorry, Golden Globe, I believe he was nominated for. But I heard yeah, very uh-huh. negative comments that this wasn't the movie that they advertised, or at least the movie they thought they were going to see. <sighs> well, you know, as what? A it's a yeah,
1: it's not. Um, but Tom Hanks is fantastic as always, um, here as, as Mr. Rogers, um, yeah, it's not the movie, um, well, it is the movie if you read what it is. Uh, but if you watch the trailers, yeah, I and mean, the idea that it's a Mister Rogers biopic is misleading because it's not. It's about the guy who's writing the article <laughs> about Mister Rogers. Um, but I don't know. In, th- in this day and age, at this right moment, uh, it just it worked for me. Yeah. You know, it's 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 extremely uh, emotional, um, and, and of course, it's going to be because Mister Rogers had a a certain ideology behind him right which was kindness and, and, and tempering yourself and just uh, and this this guy who's writing this article is just has had a, a what he imagines is a horrible life right uh, with his dad leaving his mom dying when he was young and he's just angry and in some way getting to know Mr. Rogers helps him through that
0: oh uh, man I, I want to see this already I, that's
1: what I'll say because I don't want to ruin it but it is really and the movie uh the director on this uh mariel heller is her name i don't know who this is um maybe she's done some other things i'm not gonna look but uh this movie's fantastically directed i mean she captures scenes and moments and uh, to a degree where i was just like oh my gosh like i i may actually I, I didn't but i may actually cry you know i was like wow like i'm from really feeling this right now for whatever xyz reason you know and a lot of it was camera angle and music and stuff and yeah it, it, it is a little pandering at times because um, it's a it's a tearjerker on purpose obviously but uh but it worked i thought it worked i thought every every moment of this worked and i really came ar- came out of the other end of this feeling uh moved and a little bit better you know well, that's i absolutely what I'll say. will
0: see this thing. i kind of forgot that this existed there's a few tom hanks movies that have even though they've done well at the box office and he's gotten some critical acclaim Kind of flown under my radar, and one of those was Saving Mr. Banks, which I saw recently. Oh, yeah, and that kind of floored me. That was a really good movie. I mean, yeah, he's
1: and, surprisingly good in this,
0: I mean, in, in that movie as well. I mean, so, I want to, yeah, I, and see, I agree I, that too. Yeah, he's a hell of an actor. He's I know. one of
1: these guys. Um, yeah, well, you can tell, I, I mean, just a uh, castaway alone, I mean, you can tell that this is a guy who can just turn, he can, he can just shut off the cameras and the crew around him and just act for that moment and be in that moment and that's exactly what he does in this movie it's like holy shit how can he do that like how can you be so seriously doing that? like people are watching you like in the movie you're acting as mr rogers and also i love the way they paint mr rogers he's uh he's essentially just like it, i mean it just reminds me so much of ed wood and he's so <laughs> go lucky and so happy and he's just i mean you i think you'll get a kick out of that that kind of part of it too um but yeah but tom hanks is, is just uh really one of those actors who you forget is as good as he is
0: because he's so subtle about it. And sometimes uh, in, in his ways, he doesn't do it, his movies. Aren't massive blockbusters anymore. That, that ship passed when uh, Da Vinci code, uh, laid the last oh, yeah. turn with Inferno. <laughs> so he's doing things that are, yeah, on, there uh, are stuff like
1: that too. Yeah.
0: A secondary level now, uh, box office wise. Cause, cause really the younger generation doesn't give a shit about Tom Hanks, but we still can see. And I think that I always go back to in recent year, in Captain Phillips, when he gets rescued, mm-hmm. that bit of acting is fucking unbelievable He does there when he finally he, he's hyperventilating, but he realizes he's in good hands and he starts crying. You know it's like there's a mm-hmm. moment there. He is so real that like it's it'll choke your ass up. And just recently, you know, with all the SpaceX stuff going on. And uh, the American you right. know, launch, America and whatnot. I've been wanting to go back and look at Apollo thirteen. Have you seen that recently? Is it been years?
1: I saw it a while ago. Does um, it hold up? Or how, how are we doing? It, it does and it doesn't. Ah, so, so you'd have to freedom. watch it. I mean it's it's a bit uh, it's a bit slow and uneventful at times, mm-hmm. um, and it definitely shows its age. Not only in just you know, technologically wise, but in I, I like editing style I, I don't know the cutting's a little slower um and whatnot i mean today's editing is is super
0: fast yeah comparatively for sure um yeah so
1: you can feel it lags a little bit or it feels like it lags it doesn't actually lag it just feels oh, like it does.
0: i won't go back and i'll watch
1: armageddon for the you 50th go back time watch, oh yeah armageddon's <laughs> always good i mean that thing is cut to shit anyway so Talk about that doesn't <laughs>
0: lag my god the average shot's like one second Moves like a bat out of hell. Uh, the the one I could never it was Deep Impact. That puts me to sleep every time. Yeah. I don't think I've ever. I've made only it seen that once because no. I fall asleep an hour in every single time. When they start going, when Robert Duvall's in space, I'm like, oh, I'm out. Yeah, that
1: I'm one out. is was a bit much.
0: I'm, it's I'm good. A ridiculous movie. All right, tell me about Come to Daddy, the Elijah Wood starring <laughs> supposed action film or horror, a horror movie? film, but it's really an action movie. What's going on with this?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's gory. Well, I guess it, it's not a horror movie in the sense that it's uh, monsters or ghosts or, or goblins or anything like that, it's just horrific people. Um, but his estranged father contacts him and tells him to come visit him. And He goes, uh, it's this weird, very weird house, but it's a nice house on the beach. Um, and meets this guy, and this guy's just a fucking dick and just out of his mind, just crazy in a way. And you're just like, okay, this is weird. And it goes on like that for a while, and then the guy fucking, like, dies? And then he's like, okay, and then he's dead for a while. You're like, what the fuck is this movie, (laughs) right? And Elijah Wood's hanging around. And this guy, by the way, like has done weird shit. Like, they went out to the beach one time, and then Elijah Woods went swimming. And he's floating in the water there, and a big old rock, like, just goes next to his head. And he gets up, he turns around, and and his dad's just standing there on the beach, like, with his beer, like, just looking at him. he's like, what the fuck? This is the weirdest movie. Um, and I don't want to ruin it and tell you what happens uh, next after this, but <laughs> this is not anything that what you expected it to be. It's just fucking you weird. It's it it? weirder. I guess just for an experience. It's really, it's not a g- good movie. It's not, it's not like great or anything. It's not, it's just, it's just weird. It's, it's like someone, um it's like they don't have a script almost in some way. I mean, they have to have one, but it's like they don't.
0: You know what I it's like about so Elijah weird. Wood? This kid made a shitload of money as a child actor and really cashed out on the Lord of the Rings movies and, and the fame after that. And now he's really gone into making the movies that he wants to make like weird. He's almost like Daniel Radcliffe. He's making mm-hmm. these obscure movies. potential. Oh, this, this had to be no fun for all the actors potential. because yeah. everyone
1: in this is playing a character. Everyone, and it's not that it's a an out there movie. Uh, you know, like like any of the the Nicolas Cage ones we talked about, or Hereditary, or any of those, right? It's not a horror movie like that. Um, this is more like, a, you know, people are after you type of a movie. Um, but you t- I'm telling you, you're not gonna guess where. I tried to get figure this movie out. Uh, you can't, because because there's no there's, there's no setup, so you can't figure it out. It just happens. It just unfolds. Would you watch it on? It's weird. Um, I believe this is on Prime right now. Okay, I think you're right. I think so it was you can on Prime catch this right on now. Amazon for free if you have Amazon. If you have uh, Prime, you can watch it.
0: Anytime I see little Elijah Wood, though, I associate him being in some weird shit lately. Because even that movie, The Trust, he did with Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. was bizarre. Maniac, that remake he did, that was pretty solid. Sure. uh Horror movie he did. I think he's got he's a done big some love fairly for horror solid
1: films. stuff lately. But this one's weird, and he has a mustache in it. It's weird, and Ooh, he had the way his hair is uh, cut as well. I <laughs> the whole movie's weird. Did you ever see I, I Grand Piano? You see it.
0: No. With him in John Cusack. No. Dude, that is an underrated movie. That is written and directed by the guy who would go on to do Whiplash in La La Land. That mm-hmm. fucking movie is solid. Uh, Grand Piano. I think that's streaming too. About a sniper who has uh, sights on a piano player the entire time during recital. I know it sounds stupid, but it's pretty fucking good. Hmm. Did you? Have you this is a really a sidebar here. I saw a movie recently that I hadn't seen in, in probably twenty years, but have you ever seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Yeah that movie makes me laugh out loud and makes me cringe at times. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, it's like it's it's too it's it's too uncomfortable, but there are other times where mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, they captured a psychedelic trip or or being fucked up so perfectly and so comedically. That uh, I, I just I forgot that it was even in Johnny Depp's uh, kind of filmography or te- Terry Gillum's filmography. Really? I, thought, I think that's one of the ones that everyone always remembers. Yeah, at least in our age. I guess with with so interestingly, I I forgot that Bill Murray had also done a Hunter S. Thompson movie where the Buffalo roam. Right. All that from the early '80s, and I had read something that Bill Murray told Johnny Depp, "Be careful, because." he gets under your you know, in your skin mm-hmm. and you'll find yourself mimicking him down the I, line yeah i read that too i found that essentially interesting because if you think about it sleepy hollow is kind of a version his his character there of mm-hmm. of hunter s thompson and then if you really push it jack sparrow has some traces i mean of johnny hunter depp s. Thompson. just
1: all those characters are johnny depp i mean that's what i would say about that
0: yeah that's I, so enough.
1: i just i feel like that's more of just good casting probably
0: <laughs> I thought that was He just had tentacles And all these right, characters yeah. Kind of like that That weird uh, Kind of psychedelic I'm kind of fucked up And I'll grab it to you And I'll uh-huh. grab it with one finger as a, You know yep. Just kind of Yeah he can prissy, do that pretty almost. well
1: like he's, yeah. like, he's, like, he's, like he's about to faint Or fall over Just not be there anymore But yes. then he's back you know? Yeah And he still yeah. has
0: his wits about him But even though he's almost On the verge of blacking out You know Which I imagine is what Johnny Depp's doing right now
1: Yeah you know? I, That's just I figure that's normal life for him
0: I think he's got uh, a cigarette half burnt in his mouth he is yeah. strumming a guitar and he's passed out literally and he might burn his bangs you need to be careful with that lit cigarette uh, let's talk about extraction which is the last movie on today's show the netflix original and i gotta admit i have not finished it yet but you have and you absolutely hated it hated it huh i
1: was not a fan um i'm, I'm not surprised to hear that you were but i for me this was i thought this was boring and again just more lip service it's just a a standard slick um absolutely no emotion put into it whatsoever action movie and i absolutely hated uh the bookend on this um i mean i'm sorry i the part that really when, when the part that I when it came on that I knew that I was going to hate this movie is when he goes underwater and he sits there. Yeah, I know. Knew I was going to hate it. Well, that's the bookend. Um, so I mean, just that—that that is so brainless.
0: It really like I, I was surprised at how well, mean spirited this movie is. It's got a it, mean streak. It to has it. no is, heart.
1: It has no emotion.
0: It, I thought you know what it most closely resembled to me was was two movies here and i, I know mm-hmm. i do a lot of comparing of movies here but one was that i'm surprised it wasn't directed by pete Berg because it kind of reminded me of mile 22 in a sense yeah. and uh secondly it reminded me of john wick and i know it's a stunt man directed this but it felt a, this I mean, felt more true. like an exercise than john yep. wick does you big know? time and, it was like oh look at And these set pieces were good Look we now, can do
1: this We're capturing the action We're capturing the action oh, Great right. fucking frame it Direct it for me Please do not capture the action Stop However, it However
0: I'm only halfway through So I can't give a full review on this And I'll get back to you But so far I'm kind of digging it Now I know it's dopey Like I said it's mean spirited mm-hmm. um, It's it's a lot of this is very showy You know the 12 minute car chase It's kind of meant to be mean spirited the They'll play that out in the end I'll say this I didn't Really like Chris Hemsworth. I like Chris Hemsworth as a person, as a celebrity. I love him in Thor, but I've never really liked him outside of that black hat um, mm-hmm. in the Heart of the Sea. All that it just, never, especially the Last Men in Black, never worked for me. <laughs> At least here, it was working for me in this role. I thought, okay, mm-hmm. this is you can kind of carry the mantle of an action hero now, and uh, I'll, I'll buy. It, it kind of has a Mel Gibson kind of flavor to him, you know, um, good-looking guy, muscular. The whole, yeah, you know, I, I just thought. I'll roll with this, and I, I didn't mind the exotic location of it all. I thought there were so far been a couple of things that were uh, interesting. I, I don't understand quite why you know why someone has such great sniper skills or is such a, a combat-related person. Why they would need to get an extractor. You're
1: looking into the wrong things. You've seen <laughs> enough Steven Seagal to know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're paying too much attention to the wrong parts.
0: <laughs> what I absolutely love about uh, our friendship here is that I told you that the latest Steven Seagal debacle is streaming on Prime, and you immediately said, "Gotta watch that fucker." And I'm so pissed. You went to go look for it, and what happened? You know,
1: I hate if anyone uses uh, just watch. Uh, sometimes that site like just unnerving, right? Because it will tell you shits on things, and then you'll click it, and it'll take you to some other movie that's relatively named the same thing. You're like, no, this is not. This is not the movie.
0: This is not. I was I was ready to watch
1: a shitty Steven Seagal <laughs> <Singapore>
0: movie. That's <laughs> what I was. That's what I was prepared for. You know, the routine of picking a movie Ugh. is is such that it takes some time. You got to figure out your emotions, what you're in for, what you're not in for. You might change your mind. So when you make a, a decision, you commit. You are fucking all in. And for them to to pull it back from you, that's the oh, bait yeah. and switch of all it's bait horrible. and switches. I'm telling, that pissed me off. I did the same thing happen to me. And look, I love Just Watch as a site. It's very helpful. Uh, if you don't know about this app, it collects all movies from everything streaming right. services. It doesn't happen very often, but every once in a while, it
1: does lead you. It leads you to believe something's on something when it isn't.
0: Well, I went to go watch Conspiracy Theory because I hadn't seen it in years. <laughs> and I click on it on Prime. I can't find it. What the hell? And I, I search for it. And you no, know, it's like some third rate documentary about the, <laughs> the fucking 9 11 attacks. And I was like, oh, man. I thought we oh were talking about Gibson.
1: That might have been the same fucking movie that was
0: on. <laughs> that Beyond the Love? And the is it like a conspiracy to just shoot everyone some weird to that thing documentary? Like that. Yeah, right? <laughs> this is like,
1: wait, what's going on here? Did someone pay some money? What's happening? those documentaries had zero budget it was like YouTube footage put together oh they're like what are you trying to watch conspiracy theory you'll buy this Wait, you're a Steven Seagal fan oh you, you'll believe this shit here watch oh, this check this out
0: <laughs> hey did you know about this going on over here I like, saw this this,
1: this this is oh you'll eat this up
0: and the best Thanks. part of that is, I told you that the name of the movie this this Seagal, we're devoting more time to a B Seagull movie on our show than anything else. But what else is new? I told you the name of this Seagull movie was Beyond the Law, and you texted me back. Makes sure you want to watch that, it even more. Is that an Above the Law sequel? I said That's, no. Relax. Make you it. <laughs> Come on, I'll get you excited.
1: And then I and then he said Dmx was in it. And I looked and he was in it. And I thought, oh shit, I do want to watch this. <laughs> That's
0: For no fucking... good reason. There's no good reason. There's, you, there's no but accounting for I taste. I to see it. We're over here <laughs> no. ripping apart these very high-minded horror films and studio movies. Oh, yeah. And we're like, oh, it's got Steven Seagal and DMX in <laughs> 2020. This? i got to see yeah. that fucking movie. <laughs> DMX is on his, I think, 13th rehab stint. And Steven Seagal is about 325 fucking pounds. But, hey, we can't miss that. And you know both <laughs> I, of them are in it for probably just two just imagine there's going to be a lot of sitting.
1: <laughs> that was the last Steven all <laughs> movie, which I fucking couldn't believe how... How how much sitting? Can, I know you're, he's a sniper, but whole, that man sat down. I just flat out—they must have uh, at some point. He must have just sat down while on set. There, at some point, just said, "Bring the camera over here." Like I'm not moving. This is where I'm doing my scenes from. I
0: think that the climax of this latest Steven Seagal movie with Dmx, they're both going to be like in computer chairs that have rollers, and they're just going to roll by <laughs> each other and slap <laughs> each other. <and> slap <laughs> each other and lay, like like a just jab. Gonna, <laughs> he's just
1: going to turn around and shit. <laughs> he's going to turn around and be running his fingers on the fucking keyboard, just like. Truh! flip around <laughs> on the other keyboard. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's
0: it's going to be amazing. Bad. No, I noticed that too. Like I, I stopped watching these movies. I, I thought until this last one came out, I thought, ooh, DMX, I can't miss this one. You know, because uh, we're, we're children of the 90s. We're still to fucking To some degree, you,
1: it's a, you can't look away sometimes, you know?
0: No, like I said, it's a debacle and they're, it's so bad, it's, it's amusing, but this one is a particularly awful one. <laughs> and so you must see it. <laughs> but it is streaming right now on Showtime. If, if you Right, it is that. on
1: Showtime, yeah. And, I uh, don't have Showtime.
0: No, but I'm sure it'll be streaming on every platform soon, on Crackle, Tubi, all these, these yeah. fucking, you know. Well, is it a and Sony movie? It is, so. Well, then I it think, will be I on Crackle at
1: some point. Yeah,
0: so. I think that Showtime has some sort of deal with Sony. A lot of things that are on Crackle hmm. are also on uh, Showtime quite often. Kind of like with things that are on Tubi or on Prime Well, Crackle's
1: often. Sony, isn't it, so makes yeah. sense though. There's almost all Sony movies on there.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's entirely their thing. But aren't they owned now isn't Peacock? All these things have their fucking new streaming services coming and, and oh, that's too know, much, I know. Proprietary stuff like HBO yeah, Max though, everything. I will say, had some good content. Now it's not as deep of a library as something like Disney Plus, but it is I don't know, a, it's
1: close. I mean, it's just as intriguing as the library as Disney Plus. I'll say that.
0: You think so until you have access to it.
1: No, yeah, I know. That's why I think about everything though. Believe me, I bought six <laughs> months of Showtime because I was like, Oh, they're gonna have fucking movies. This is not Oh, they have problem. nothing. There's nothing on there. I'm like, what yeah, what is on here? You know? Nothing. They put well they put beautiful day in the neighborhood on there and I'm like, Oh that's cool. What else is on here? What's new? Beth Cooper?
0: No no no. That's star. I stars. love you, Beth Cooper. What are the fucking You're talking is? about stars. You said Showtime. Because I said I showtime, showtime. I meant stars. Stars I is the same that- way, but Showtime's worse can i tell you the two movies i've watched off showtime during the quarantine and Mm -hmm. you're gonna laugh at my selection one is booty call
1: (laughs) that's a good movie though
0: i know because the second (laughs) one i was like "Ooh, what does that pair well with and the second one is fucking horrendous is how to be a player or correctly def jams how to be a player which is almost fucking unwatchable it's so badly put together,
1: but Booty Call is good.
0: Booty Call is funny, and it's still funny today. Although you realize uh, it watching it today of, uh, how safe oh, sex uh, themed it was. I mean, it was oh boring. yeah, it was a but huge that was message. Th-
1: you know that was uh, there was more than just that movie uh, in, in that time frame that was like that. But yeah, for sure,
0: that was a big deal. That was crazy. Yeah, you forget as you watch kind of these movies, you forget like the time capsule of when it was made because it came out well, in there '97, a lot of but weird, weird it was teen in movies like that that
1: had like pr- pr- uh, safe sex stuff in them was mm-hmm. weird. It was, it was right. almost
0: like hey don't forget like we're going to make you laugh but but that Jamie Foxx is clearly like a rising talent. It
1: Reminds me a, cool. a lot of a uh, uh, what's the um the Scorsese movie. Um which one? uh Some Sex? No, no. The night movie um
0: oh, after hours.
1: After hours, thank you. Reminds me a lot love of that. I love
0: that movie. Oh, you're right because the guys on the search I believe for a car mm-hmm. number for something like that as well. Yeah. That's that's a great movie. That's just After one of those hours, movies where you do where the guy movie.
1: just goes on a, a crazy adventure for nothing, you know. Really through the city. Yeah. Yeah, one through the night, city or I, whatever. A lot of
0: movies that take place over like one night or one day and it, it's guys gotta accomplish something by the end of it. Those are uh mm-hmm. are pretty good movies. After hours though, if you haven't ever seen that, it's a highly overlooked. Martin's Scorsese, so much so that I forgot it even existed. Although I never did see, out of all the Scorsese movies, I never have seen The Last Temptation of Christ. Did you see that? Yeah. That one's pretty good. Is it? It's actually streaming on Showtime, but I chose to watch hmm. Booty Call. Well, Death I would have watched Hat-a-view Booty Call players. on <laughs> <and> <laughs> <Hat-a-view>
1: Player, <too. laughs> Well,
0: I'm going to have to explain that at the pearly gates later on in <laughs> my... <laughs> oh, no.
1: They, I don't think that Heaven would be too happy with Last Temptation of Christ, so...
0: I mean, I've seen Heaven's Gate. Can we, uh, can, we can we fucking, mm. or uh, Defending Your Life, the Albert Brooks. Film. I, I like
1: Defending Your Life. Yeah. So do I?
0: That's another overlooked movie. Modern that, Romance. There's a good one. Yeah, Modern Romance. God, that's a great movie. Great movie. That that's a great comedy. It's aged very very badly, but it's still fucking oh, yes. funny. <laughs> still funny. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our show for tonight. We want to thank you guys for joining us uh, during all the craziness out there. We appreciate you hanging in with us and talking movies. I've really enjoyed looking back at the things we've watched over quarantine, and we will continue to watch movies and talk for you guys. So join us on our future podcast here, MovieMavericks.com. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh, my. Another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to MovieMavericks.com Warp 9. Engage!